All right. The Colorado Avalanche take their talents to the desert and the start of a little bit of a road trip for them in Arizona. Can they stay hot against the Arizona Coyotes and the NHL deciding to make some changes to the all-star game? Is it even worth it? No. New episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. You're Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on X, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. Make sure you subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. And when you do... You become one of our very special insiders, chat with Kyle and I one-on-one, and we get and read your opinions on the air like we will do a little bit later with the uh, All-Star Game. Um, So yeah, and we also threw a mailbag uh, segment out to them as well. Very (laughs) Christmas-related. Oh, oh, oh. I I threw out the, hey, ask us whatever you want, avalanche-related, Christmas-related. The subtext people ran with the Christmas stuff, so why not? The Tis the season. Um, so we'll get to that a little bit later. Where we're going to start today, Mr. Sullivan, uh, is the abs are playing. So, you know, that's where we have to start. They're playing well as of late. They're going into Arizona, who is a much improved team. They're they're playing well enough for them right now, right? So, and this has been, we talk about Arizona all the time when they go up against the abs. Um, and how they just seem to be a thorn in the side for the Avalanche. What are we expecting in this game? Well, when you hear Arizona Coyotes, everybody has the same idea in mind. They play in a tiny, tiny arena where the Avalanche will be, by the way. They're going to be in Mullet Arena. Hmm. They are not a good team, but they always seem to have the upper hand. But they're not a horrible team anymore. And that's the thing. This this year, the Arizona Coyotes are over 500. Yeah. They have some mojo. They know what they're doing. And they're just getting started. And we say this every time the Avalanche go up against the Coyotes. This is one of those statement games that teams like Arizona look forward to in beating teams like Colorado and saying, hey, we can beat Colorado. They usually do. And this team, for everything the Avalanche have put together to this point, this is a great test because the Arizona Coyotes are not traditional hockey powerhouse. You're not, Mm -hmm. it's not your Lightning, it's not your Kraken, it's not your Vancouver Canucks. This is good. This is like they figured it out and they're making it work Arizona style. How does Colorado as a team beat a team that's just making it up as they go along Indiana Jones style? Well, I think they they have a little bit of confidence right now, and and I th- you haven't played them at all, right? So if they got out to, you know, the the amusing air quotes like the typical Arizona uh, start to a season, then you'd kind of be looking at this game as you've been looking at the past handful of seasons. But they've got out to the the start that 
I think that they've wanted to get out to. I don't, I don't like this is not a playoff team, but they're an improved team. And I think they want to see that. Like now is the time to start doing that. At some point, you need to stop being the the you know what on the bottom of your shoe of the of the NHL. And this the 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 coyotes have just been doing that for way too long. And if you know, if I'm a fan of that team. You just got to be like, okay, when is the turnaround going to come? Yeah. I'm not expecting the turnaround to be be what we've been, and then you know the turnaround is make the playoffs. But we need to be <clears throat> somewhere other than the bottom of the basement. And right now they're not, they're not. So you've gotten out to a for for the for the Arizona Coyotes a pretty darn good start. So now you match up against the Avalanche at this stage in the game, and you got some confidence. And and you're you're going up against you know a team that won the Stanley Cup not that long ago, a team that you're very familiar with because they're in their division. This is a game where how many times have we said this so far this year? You're going to say like that that's kind of like our test, uh, one of those test games. You have those against all the, the top teams in the league. That this is exactly where Arizona is in when you know are, are we going to take that next step? And if we do. We need to, at the end of the season, look at you know bird's eye view of how we did against teams like, you know, Dallas and Colorado, and so they're going to want it. They're going to want to come out and and play a very good game because they want to feel like they can can hang and they can't like they got some really really talented players on this team that just need a couple years of seasoning and then they're going to be where even higher than they want to be right now. And that's the thing with Arizona; it's always. When Arizona beats a team, everybody, it's never Arizona. It's, I can't believe Colorado let Arizona win. And everybody forgets about it the next day. And th- mm-hmm. But then when like teams like Colorado beat Arizona, that's what they're supposed to do. And Arizona's figured it out. When you catch teams and you beat them, string it together. Make that your, your streak. And they mm-hmm. put it together this year. And guess what? Their goalie, Connor Ingram, everybody remember that name as a Nashville Predator? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a that's a good goalie and we talk about good goalie play arizona's got it they got good defense they got your boy michelli like yeah that's my man (laughs) it's it's a it's a really good team and i you always think this is a trap game especially going into that back-to-back on the weekend you get anaheim in la yeah but you would really like to see the avalanche you've seen them against the top teams you want to see him against Arizona. Like it means nothing, but they always seem to find success. I'd like to see Colorado find success against the team that always finds success. So going back to <clears throat> when was this? October 28th. That was against the Kings. Um, and they, they lost that game. They gave up three goals in the third period. They scored Arizona scored four in the first. And they ended up losing five to four. You said uh, that's the Kings. That was the Kings. So that and that was the the second game of a back to back against the Kings, which they lost both of them to LA. That's but four since the first that, on the Kings. Keep that in what, mind. Yeah. So since that game, that was a loss. Um, they have gone loss win, loss win, loss win, loss, like back and forth. <laughs> They've had nothing more than a one game winning or losing streak. Uh, until these last two games, which they have victories against the Vegas Golden Knights, 
in which they shut them out two to nothing, and then they just beat Tampa Bay three to one. So this is their first winning streak since the end uh, of uh, October. But it's just funny to look at that on ESPN. It's just win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss for a month. But that's what you're going to get in this team. Like it's it's that I, I went through like the like the 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 deep like stats and 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 all that stuff. Like there's nothing that they are great at with the exception of one and i get that in a second but there's nothing where they are like awesome at and there's nothing where they're terrible they they are just in the median of almost everything but the one area that they're really good at they're number six in the league in power play percentage Ooh, match so, that up with that penalty kill exactly for exactly exactly and and you're you're telling me arizona was able to beat vegas Something Colorado has not been able to do with this incredible high-speed depth team. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be a 500 team, I guess you have to go 500 the whole stretch and win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. It's just crazy. It's all part of the plan. Yeah. Um. So they they did. Let me see. And you know they they can score. They're they're pretty even in scoring. I think they only like plus two. They have two more goals uh, scored than they've given up. So, um, and then, you know, you look at who their, their scorers are. Clayton Keller is maybe one of the best players on a team that maybe a lot of people don't really realize. Yep. If he's on like an original six team or just one of the upper echelon teams, that guy is a household name, an all-star superstar, whatever you want to put behind him. He's, he's fantastic really really good hockey player so you got to watch out for him and then uh yeah you got uh, he he leads their their team uh with 19 points and then uh Matthias Michelli he's my homeboy he's second on tied for second with 16 points with Nick Schmaltz uh Nick Bukestad's got 14 Lawson Krause is 13 Logan Cooley with 13 and everybody's high on Logan Cooley right now it's just they they are are putting together a really nice solid team and you just give them a couple years and they're going to be even uh, more difficult to go up against than they are right now. And you know, something that's not talked about a lot, Mullet Arena. It's the reverse home ice advantage. Teams come in and they're like, oh, it's Mullet Arena. It's smaller. It feels weird. The locker rooms are weird. Everything about Mullet Arena is weird for an away team. Mm. Arizona's used to it. And that's where you catch these teams sleeping because they just it's hard to get it's hard to win a game on the road and it's hard to win a game on the road in that weird type of smaller environment so just, it's, i mean you don't have any expectations the, there yeah, yeah exactly right. it takes you out of the element like usually like you could get fired up like oh we're going into tampa these guys are crazy same with seattle they're new they, they have no history but it's still a cool arena to be in arizona it's just non-conventional Nothing about it. You and, don't have to worry about eighteen thousand people booing you. You just yeah. worry about five thousand people who are there for a good time, played and watching a hockey game, and that'll take you out of your element. So this is also going to test the mental side of this Avalanche team. Like we talk about the sixty-minute effort, like you're going to have to have a sixty-minute effort. Like you have to stay disciplined through this game and not sure. get into those distractions because it's easy to go to the face-off and watch a conversation in the front row and forget about what you're doing and get taken advantage of. I do. I think this is going to be a fun game. Um, I, I think Arizona can hang. They're, they're, they're a good speedy team. Um, is this just a game where 
the talent level for the Avalanche just rises above what Arizona has. Not, and that's not to slay Arizona. Uh, yeah. I think that's kind of where this goes because the Avalanche just keep coming at you line after line after line. Does that eventually just wear down Arizona? Is that where we're at with these two teams where, where the Avalanche, if they put a full 60 together, I'm not saying that, that Arizona can't, they just can't match a full 60 of what the Avalanche can do. Yeah, it feels like a 5-3 game late just because the depth wills it to that, but mm-hmm. it's going to be it's going to be weird. I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> Arizona is a fun team to watch, so uh, we shall see. What's not so fun to watch is this All-Star game, Kyle, and the NHL decided that's called the segue. Uh the NHL decided to in their infinite wisdom add a third day. Is that smart? Uh, I'm, you know where I sit on this. We are going to talk about that coming up next. But right now we're going to hear from Game Time, and you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater, even the All-Star Game, I guess, if you want to go to that, uh, with killer last-minute deals, all-in pricing, view from your seats, and the best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets some of the things that we love about the game time experience they have those zone deals like last minute zone flash deals that zoom in on one area and it's not just the cheap seats it's the lower bowl seats as well where you can get really good pricing on really good seats uh sometimes last minute and like i said they have those flash deals and then the view from the seats which kyle and i talk about all the time which is just uh chef's kiss in that in that app it's fantastic so download the game time app create an account and use the promo code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply so once again create an account redeem the code locked on nhl l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-n-h-l for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed let's talk about this all-star game this year mr sullivan uh in toronto and the league announced that they are adding a day and there's some other changes that I'll talk about here in a second. Um, But after last year, you heard and you hear it every year. But I think after last year, you heard more cries of like, do we really need this? Um, The the All-Star game itself is horrible. It's so boring. The players are disinterested. Um, And then the day before when you have the skills competition, which is not it's kind of like fluky but i got more an enjoyment out of that than the actual game yeah so you always hear this around all-star games and do we really need them you hear it a lot in the nfl where those players are just completely disinterested and i get that um the nhl said released this saying that we are now moving it to three days okay um, and here's right from the NHL website. Uh, the player drafts will return to the NHL All-Star Weekend this, this season as part of the new NHL All-Star Thursday. Celebrities will be paired with captains who will pick the teams for the NHL All-Star Game from a pool of play- players selected by the NHL and the fans. So I wonder what C-listers we're going to get for uh, celebrities to uh, uh, pick with our with our. I captains. hope you like Jelly Roll. <laughs> Uh, and then the NHL Alumni Association will announce its Man of the Year in tribute to the 1967 Toronto Maple Leafs. And I love that they put this little part on the NHL website 
right after that line, uh, after the line of uh, in tribute to the 1967 Maple Leafs, Toronto's last Stanley Cup team. That's just a twist of the knife right there. I, I sure yeah, Toronto fans love seeing that. Uh, the Professional Women's Hockey League will play a three-on-three game. That's cool. I think you should incorporate that more definitely. Uh, NHL All-Star Game, or uh, NHL All-Star Thursday, will be held at Scotiabank Arena, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the skills competition. So here's uh, – we've decided to add a third night to an already vibrant weekend, and NHL Chief Content Officer Steve Mayer said. Uh, we feel like this is the year – Excuse me. We felt like this was the year to make some changes. And Thursday night is one of the many other changes you're going to hear about in the coming weeks. Um, Steve Mayer, in my opinion, is a genius. I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with him, but he is responsible for so much of like the activities yeah. that go around the, the NHL. All of those overseas games, the, the uh, game in Australia what they're doing for all-star weekend when uh, last year in Florida, when they did with the surfboards, like, and the golf, uh, the, yeah, the golf stuff, the, the Lake Placid game, like he's responsible for do. He's almost like a pro, uh, what, not a product man. What, what, what's those people that work for movies that go out and like scout locations and stuff like that? Like, Oh uh, yeah. Production assistant or something like that. Yeah. Like he's got, he's got a job that I would love. And I think with that line, he's blowing smoke. I think even he knows that it's not a vibrant weekend. That's so when um, you take your research and flip it upside down, you say success. Look at that <laughs> paragraph. So what's your take on all this? man? You know, what all right. Well, we know you hate the all-star game, but for all me, all-star games are terrible. This they're hitting. It was like they announced all this with me in mind. The, the player picks. I absolutely love. I re, okay. do you not remember when they used to do that before. It's it's one of yeah, the clips oh, they do. play of Phil Kessel all the time when he just sit like he was the last guy picked and they gave him a car. Right. I, that was Stasny that was picked in front of him, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. Yeah. And it's just it. You want to talk about um, marketing the players mm-hmm. and giving them personality. This is where you restore that. You have your all stars out there. Have that little back and forth, a little chirping that they do. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That's where you got personality. That's big. Having the women play a three-on-three game, let's go. It's about time. Mm-hmm. Let's go. You've seen them do the fastest skater. Let them have a game. Because the league's getting ready to debut. Yeah. They need the publicity. They need this to work. So, yes, give them their place in the All-Star game. Let them play a game. That's awesome. This mystery third day, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, the third day, I think the third day is just for the draft. I think that's what they're saying. The third day is for the draft, and then the other two days are your normal days. The skills skills and and then the game. Okay. right. So they basically just added a day for a draft. They got to do a little bit more than just the draft if if you're going to add a whole Um, day. They probably will. They probably and he said that he's like you'll hear about some stuff in the coming. They probably will, but honestly, with that lineup right there, that's perfect. It's all I need, and like nobody's going to yeah. care. You're going to be so burnt out after the skills competition. Nobody's going to watch the All Star game, and then you're right, and then I'm right, and we're all happy, and we get to continue on with <laughs> that's the, show. the point. Like, yeah, the 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 draft is better. Yeah. Okay, like it's because you know last year you had Kale McCarmy, Miko Ranton, and Nathan McKinnon. We've seen them play together all the time. 
it is kind of cool to break them up and yep. and see it with Cam or even if Nathan McKinnon goes to play with Sidney Crosby, his buddy, or even you know uh, Connor McDavid. You know that will be be fun to see the mixing and matching of of what the the players and the teams are. But the game is still the same. The game is still nobody cares. So it's almost like I want to see the draft to see what the teams look like, and then I'm done. It's almost like how, you, how I really play fantasy football. I do a draft, and then I never pay attention to my team the entire year, and my team is horrible. But I, I, would, I, would, like, I would watch Kale McCarr try and block a shot from Nathan McKinnon in an opposing jersey. Mm-hmm. I would like to watch, like, seeing those little dynamics or seeing Ovechkin and Crosby on the same team up against maybe Kale McCarr and... I mean, it's just the possibilities of like what they could establish if they really hype it up for TV in that draft. And you're, you're like, I want to see what that will look like. What maybe, the, maybe it could be interesting. I, I will give it a, a chance. I will give it a chance. And I'm going to have to watch it because there's going to be avalanche players like in this thing. So we have to talk about it. So I'm, I'm forced into watching it. Um, but I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not an all star guy. So we'll see where this goes. O- over on subtext, we have uh, some comments here. Uh, James said, "Yeah, the only one I thought was fun to watch was when they had the women hockey players uh, in in the game. Otherwise, they're pointless." Yep. <laughs> so he didn't really like it too much. Um, this is uh, Vargar. Um, I don't know. I'd rather two days and make it a fan fest. I'd do a skills competition and a meet and greet with the players, maybe a casino night and a free skate for the kids. Uh, Comic-Con style panels. That's a genius idea with players and celeb interviews. Donate everything to charity. Uh, I'm excited for the PWHL. It's time for an all-in women's league. I love that Toronto plays in the old Maple Leafs garden. Uh, Plus they have Sarah Nurse. Uh, I'd make them my team, but Hillary Knight is on, is on Boston. So yeah. I got that's creative. Yeah, that's new. That's different. I think they do. They, they I mean, they have like their interviews and stuff like that. But uh, that that's just I, I feel like you need to blow this thing up and just be really in, incredibly creative. That's creative. No, it, I I like that. Like Varger's idea, make it like a comic con, and the only game be the women's game. Oh. The only but then what do you do for their league? No, your like, all-star game. Like, let that be their all-star game. Like, their let that be their kickoff. Like, like to before the season. their season even starts. Hey, but when does their season start? I don't know the December. The, it's I believe uh, so, I want to say New Year's. <laughs> so then it would be their all-star game too, then because it's kind of yeah. it's probably in the middle of their yeah. Um, Tanya, personally, I don't watch the all-star game. I never have. I occasionally watch the skills competitions, maybe five of them in my life. Uh, when players I like go, but they never seem to be having any fun, so I'm not a big fan myself either. So you're getting this little dynamic of uh, people feeling that way. So, um, yeah, let me see. I think we had one more with uh, Madam Battleaxe here. I can honestly take it or leave it. I'd rather it be two days so we can go back to our regularly scheduled program. Hey. And to be brutally honest, the ratings can't be that great. Why even still have it? I, that's a good point. Uh, ratings wise. And I know with all-star games, like to be named an all-star is a big deal. 
and there's some financial thing that comes with it too. If you win, you get a certain amount. Even if you're in your contracts, if you beat name it on All Star, you get so you can still get that stuff, and you can still be tagged in All Star, still have the voting, still be named in All Stars. Don't play the stupid game. <laughs> it's just where I'm at with it. We used to celebrate the All Star break as Avs fans because it was rest. <clears throat> it was. But then they took that away because if you got named an all-star and you didn't want to go, you were like, would they suspend you or something? You got fined. And you missed a game. So we'll see what all the extra stuff that we don't know yet, uh, what comes into play um, as the weeks go on. And the voting commences here pretty soon. So, Um, All right. We have uh, some mailbag questions from our fine people over at Subtext. So we are going to get to those next Right now, we got eBay, eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. And with eBay Motors, it has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into the Nathan McKinnon trio of speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S customers we're a day away from december so why not get into uh some mailbag questions that are very very heavily leaning towards the christmas season why not kyle bring it on i mean come on like is there, is there a better time of the year than than re- like right before we started recording they're lighting the rockefeller center tree like that's going like that that that's like I don't know what the official start of Christmas season is. That's got to be one of them. Black Friday. Yeah, but Black Friday, man, how that has just gone down to yeah. it's really like Cyber Friday and Cyber Monday. Yeah, because it those deals last all weekend. Now. Were you ever that guy that went out on on Black Friday midnight? When I was sales? much younger. When you- <laughs> before children, before all of that. Uh, so Kyle Steele asks us any unique Christmas or holiday traditions, also favorite Christmas movie. Um, and a fun segment would be what dish each player would bring to a Christmas potluck. Ooh, we'll save that question for a little bit later. Cause yeah. that, that's what I want to think about. That's a fantastic question. That's a great uh, segment. We'll get to the movie one in a second, but any, any yearly traditions that you guys do. Yeah, growing up, um, we always opened our gifts on Christmas Eve because my really? dad was so impatient. He could not wait for Christmas Day. So he And he said when he grew up, they'd always open gifts on Christmas Day and then go visit like grandparents, and he never got to play with his toys. Mm-hmm. So Christmas Eve is when we open gifts. And then it opens up Christmas Day to go visit family. So my dad was galaxy brain when it came to Christmas. Really? So I pass that tradition on to my children. Oh my god! So your dad couldn't wait. Usually yeah. it's the kids that can't wait. That's and he's amazing. he was always like, "I want I want you guys to get your toys. I want you to see it." Like he's like, "I don't want to wait another day." So we yeah. opened it on Christmas Eve. 
We do uh, when I was a kid, right? And we had I had I had great grandparents that were still alive, so they were obviously older, uh, a little bit slower. And one thing that we did was uh, we would we would sing the Twelve Days of Christmas, and we would each have a day. And it was kind of funny, but looking back, maybe kind of mean, uh, where like the older folks struggled to really remember which number they had. Um, and then we always gave my great grandmother the five golden rings part. And it, it was just, she butchered it every time. Like she oh. couldn't sing it properly. It was, it was, so we still do it today. We get through it like that now, but back then when I was a kid, it was, it was hilarious. And Absolutely. see, and now when you hear that song being played, whatever store you go into, it takes you yeah. back to that memory. So, right, exactly. That's all I think of when I hear that song. Yeah. No matter what version I hear, that's all I think of. Movies. We have another question on movies in a little bit, but right now, what are your go to Christmas movies? I don't know if this is something weird or nostalgic or coming with age, but Jingle All the Way right now. You is, like that one, man. I, 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 my son has Turbo Man. It's just for some reason. I just I don't know if it's the cast. Like it's yeah. not even like incredibly funny, but it's just I absolutely love that movie. Okay. All right. Uh I'll give you two. Like the my go-to is ab- absolutely Christmas Vacation. Yeah. I will watch that movie whenever it's on even if, if it's in the dead of summer. Like absolutely love that movie. A newer one which I think came out 2 years ago uh eight bit christmas yeah dude phenomenal movie it's streaming on hbo max um but i did see it on like tbs like last weekend so it is also on on cable as well so keep an eye out for it it will be in your your yearly rotation of christmas movies guaranteed 100 percent. if you haven't seen it yet yeah i need to i need to you have to um easton says <laughs> the age-old question is die hard a christmas movie um and then he gets into something else which i'll, I'll bring up but let's talk about that for a second it's die hard a christmas movie Absolutely. we're gonna settle this debate right here on lockdown avalanche you know the, the the age-old debate it's getting settled right now go ahead absolutely a christmas movie in my rotation every single year same for Spider-Man 1 is a Thanksgiving movie, <laughs> Die Hard, and Die Hard is absolutely a So, Christmas. here's the thing. It, it all it all comes down to what you consider a Christmas movie. Is a Christmas movie about Christmas, or is a Christmas movie just take place during Christmas? And if it just takes place during Christmas, then yeah, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. To me, no. Like, I don't... I don't tune into Die Hard to get into the Christmas spirit. I, I just don't. So well, it is it, a palate it, it, cleanser. Nah, I mean, it's it, it toes that line of it's just how are you wording what a Christmas movie is? And for me, it's it. I mean, it just takes place during Christmas. So I guess, okay, it can be. But you think about it, Home Alone just takes place during Christmas. There's not a ton of Christmas oh, stuff yeah. in that movie. And you know, Harry Potter is also... Sorcerer's Stone is set There's during Christmas. Section, yeah. Right. That's it goes on during Christmas, but it's also played during like all the 25 days of Christmas movie marathons because right. it's got that Christmassy feel. And it has Hogwarts. that one scene where yep. they're opening. Yeah. And there's no debate. But, Nobody ever cares about that. Die hard we have issues with. No, no, no. That's the best yeah. my friend. I so I mean 
so I guess we're not settling it because you you say that it is. And if you're going to hold my feet to the fire or hold my feet to the Yule log, uh, I'm going to say no. I, it's, I, it's, it's not. Hans it's not. Gruber, Advent calendar, everything. Um, that's a funny Advent calendar, by the way. Yeah. He also says, uh, he asked about Christmas traditions, and he says, a few years ago, we started doing the giant saran wrap ball game, and it's been a hit. And I was like, I don't know what that is. So you have to tell me. So here it is. It says, in our family, candy, protein bars, coins, cash, and gift cards get wrapped up in a giant saran wrap ball, like several hundred layers. And it gets quickly heated up in the oven to compress. Then you stand around a table to start, and you start with the youngest, going to the oldest, and they have they have on oven mitts. They get to until the ball as fast as they can until the next person rolls double with the pair of dice. I don't know if I'm understanding that right. Is, then you is... pass the dice to the next person, and you get past the oven mitts. You get to keep all prizes that fall out during your unwrapping. The game ends when the ball is finished. It's very high energy. Oh my word! I don't. I gotta go look that up because that seems intense and awesome at the same time. Where did they come up with this game? Is this a normal thing, or did they just come up? It's part of the Santa Claus lore. Oh my god! I, I kind of want to do that. Yeah, that sounds incredible. <laughs> my word. Uh, that's kind of funny. That is like, I, I'm, I'm like thinking about how this could all possibly go conceptually. And it's just sign yeah. me up. I know I, I, I I'm going to go look up YouTube videos and see like, yeah, we're going to wake my kids up. We're going to go for a practice. Run. <laughs> uh, I'd just be afraid to put money in an oven, even though it's wrapped up, you're putting money in an oven just for a few. I don't know. Uh, and last we're going to get to Vargar. He says, what characters do you see yourself as in the Marvel universe love this question if you need a second to think about it i can throw mine out (laughs) because go ahead unless you know yours i have two that come to mind go ahead number one would have to be it's like my only marvel guy like adore and Mm -hmm. and he's no longer exists it's the punisher they've killed him off for good oh you mean he'll be back no, they 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 want nothing to do with the Punisher anymore. So uh, Marvel has got rid of the Punisher, which is fine. That's okay. I understand. But Punisher, and no, nobody's course, ever really dead in the Marvel universe. So, and then my namesake, Victor Von Doom. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I love Doctor Doom. He is one yeah. of the most deepest, most engaging villains. I love Doctor Doom. Um, for me, I I, I there's like there's an X. Ex- man uh named darwin who was he was in one of the movies kevin bacon killed him whatever the one kevin bacon was in um i don't know no no it was like not days of future past or anything like but like he he adapts to his environment really he's really cool cool but um the one that i really like is and I'm, i'm going with this in a different direction but um is absorbing man and absorbing man was if anybody's fans of uh agents of shield he was on agents of shield oh. a good amount and he he just it's ex- exactly what it sounds like like whatever like he can just absorb your powers and stuff like that I, the, the the way that i the reason why i picked him was just like to bring it into hockey 
that's all I do. Like I, I, I yeah. just, I love reading articles and just scouring the internet and listening to podcasts and watching the NHL network and watching NHL games. And I just, I love absorbing anything like that has to do with the national hockey league right now and the Colorado avalanche. So that's kind of where I'm going with that. He uses it for bad because he's a bad guy. Uh, I wouldn't use it for bad. I would just use it to absorb all the hockey knowledge that I could absolutely conjure up into my melon here. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's right. And you're the Marvel guy of the team. I'm the DC guy. So that'd you be are. like the polka dot man equivalent. You are. Okay. I don't even know who that is, but I, I will take your word for it. So, uh, all right, everybody. Th- that's going to be it for uh, today. Hopefully you, you learned some, we had some other questions there, which we'll save for another time, but uh, that's going to wrap it up for today. Enjoy the game. I think it's going to be a fun one. I, of course, think the app's going to take this one. I think uh, Mr. Von Doom does as well. So however it goes, we will be back to talk about it tomorrow. So enjoy the game. And thank you for tuning in and making Lockdown Avalanche your number one listen of the day. That's always appreciated. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I'm Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Hey, hey. And we'll see you tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.